Well, everything that's wrong with our justice system at the moment was summed up, I think, this week by the judge who gave those two sex offenders home detention. They were described as two of this country's most notorious sexual predators. Their offending so heinous, one of the victims called it depraved. One's had PTSD and flashbacks ever since. One has attempted suicide twice. The judge apparently choked back tears. As he said, the harm to the victims can only be described as profound. He described graphic details of some of the offending, which at times involved the use of beer bottles and a deodorant ball. Yet given all of that, what did the judge give them? Permanent name suppression and a discounted sentence. One offender got 11 months home detention, the other got seven months. The victims urged the judge to lift name suppression. They said they felt like they had little value or worth and that this victim-blaming culture would never stop. But the judge upheld the suppression based on the fact he felt the offenders met the category of extreme hardship and would not be able to move on with their lives if their names were made public. They had their sentences reduced due to their age at the time, with the judge saying youth is relevant because it explains the lack of consequential thinking. What message does that send young offenders in our current climate of rampant youth crime? That you have another excuse for your behaviour. You're too young to be thinking clearly. So despite the profound impact on the victims' lives, the trauma, the flashbacks, the suicide attempts, the bravery in coming forward and going through this whole process in the first place, despite all of that, what are they actually left with? How is there any justice served for them? The judge was concerned about the offenders' ability to move on with their lives. What about the victims? How do they move on with their lives? And this is why so many victims of sexual violence and sexual offending never come forward. This is why they feel the system is broken and rigged against them. How many times do we hear about the plight of the offender, their background, their upbringing, their challenges? Why is that seemingly prioritised over and above the plight of the victims? These guys didn't even show remorse. The judge said, I'm not convinced there is a high level of remorse. Remorse needn't be extraordinary, but it must be genuine. There is a lack of tangible evidence of this. So no remorse, but still a light sentence. When the TV news crews filmed one of these guys leaving court, he flicked the bird at them, had his middle finger up at the camera the whole way out. You know, does that indicate a chastened offender who's learnt the lesson or understands the gravitas of what they've done? Of course not. It's just another guilty criminal who beat the system, a system seemingly designed to favour the offender. It is a travesty not just for the victims, but for all the families involved in trying to hold predators to account. What it says is the crime committed against you may have ruined your life, but the justice system wants to make sure that it doesn't ruin the life of the offender too. I just don't see how that is fair or just. It feels like we have a justice system at the moment working backwards where there's actually no justice at all. For more from Early Edition with Kate Hawksby, listen live to News Talk ZB from 5 a.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.